0: Hey Coast Wizard listeners, before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor Zenler Ninjas, that's Z-N-L-R-Ninjas.com for all your new Zendler needs, whether it's virtual assistants or you need site migration and everything in between. Zenler Ninjas can handle it, so check them out and now let's get started with today's show.
1: Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Arora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. What's up,
0: Course Wizards? Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast. This is your host, Amit, and I am here with my co-host, Christopher Maselli. What's up, Chris? Hey, hey,
1: hey, Amit. How are you doing today? I am doing excellent. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great. It's been uh, it's been cold where we are, but I'm looking forward to getting warmer again. You know, <laughs> it's yes. that time of year. It's it's like there's starting to be a little warmth in the air, and it's kind of uh, encouraging.
0: Yeah, same. It was like 67 degrees today. I was definitely out taking a walk. Ooh,
1: nice. Yeah. Nice.
0: Friday is going to be 78.
1: <laughs> oh really? Wow. Well, that's a lot warmer than where I am. But still, that's uh, that's getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Chris, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, today we're going to talk about newsletters because uh, there's a lot of course creators that create their courses and they've got their platforms are all ready to go, but they don't have a newsletter. And I, I personally think a newsletter is one of the most important things that you can have as a course creator. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Absolutely. I think it, it is, and we have heard this before, right? Like the money is in the list
1: and the, money is list,
0: in the list, yeah. For that list, you have to have a. Some sort of incentive for people to opt in, whether you have a free course or newsletter, free course leading to a newsletter, great great lead magnets. We've talked so much about lead magnets, so I think this is a great topic to discuss today.
1: Yeah, it really is true. I I hadn't thought about this before we started talking about it, but really for a lot of us, the courses are simply a way to get people onto our newsletter. It's like the newsletter is almost more what we're after than it is the courses itself, because like you said, the money's in the list, right? And so uh, that's important to keep in mind.
0: Yep. So... Chris, what is like some forms of newsletter that our listeners can probably, if, if they've never done it before, right? Like, yeah. what are some kind of newsletters they can create?
1: Yeah, I well, I think there are really uh, two different kinds that are really popular right now. One of those is what you'd call a curation newsletter, right, or a curated newsletter. This is a newsletter that uh, basically takes a certain topic, like let's say you're training dogs. And it will have articles in it about training dogs. It's a curated article about different things on the net that have to do with training dogs. And, of course, you might have your course in there and something personal that you want to say about it, uh, that sort of thing. But it's a curation of information. Um, And that's effective for some businesses. So you kind of have to test your audience. Uh, My wife and I did this with Writing Momentum. We tested a curation newsletter for authors. And what we found is it didn't work for our particular audience. So instead, we went with what I would call just a personal message newsletter. This is where you just regularly send out an email to your audience and just chat it up with them, right? Tell them what's going on, um, encourage them, let them know about any new you've got going, and that's a really good way to just build a good rapport with your audience. And so that's the one we personally like, but I recommend trying both.
0: Yeah, I think a personal newsletter is probably the most common, right, where someone joins your email list and then you put them in some sort of automation where they start getting emails and that could lead to maybe your core offer or maybe a paid product. But there's always, like, a goal somewhere in there. Maybe you're sending 20 emails out of which two are about sales and the rest is, like you said, just like the soap opera sequence or the Seinfeld sequence.
1: Right. You you want to make sure that you do not just make your newsletter about sales. Don't, don't make that mistake because people will unsubscribe from that, right? Because no one wants to be hit with a bunch of sales emails. But... Your newsletter can be a true connection with your audience, right? It can be the way that you stay in touch with them, and they stay in touch with you, too. A lot of times when we write newsletters, we ask people to respond back. You know what do you think of this? Hit reply and let us know. We do that all the time because not only does it help you hit that main inbox more often and get out of the spam folder, but um, it's just a way to build connection. And people, you know, they go through their email like a to do list, right? Just boom, 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 one after the other. So that's why it's so powerful because they may not come back to your course for a couple of weeks after purchasing it. I mean, I'm a, you, you and I have looked at the metrics sometimes, right? And isn't it surprising how yeah. sometimes few people come back to a course? Course right away, uh, where a newsletter you're getting into their news bo- into their email box, right?
0: Yeah, uh, c- buying a course and consuming it is like Chris and I buying AppSumo deals.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we buy them and then we don't use them all the time.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah. In fact, right before hitting record, we were talking about a new deal on AppSumo, which we will link in the show notes. Uh, which Chris, you have to agree, is a good deal to increase a time on site.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, like a calculator, right?
0: Yep, and yeah. We can talk more about that towards the end of the show because we haven't done tools in a while. So
1: yeah. Yeah, so that's a good one. But, but so anyway, yeah, so like a newsletter, if you found a tool like that, you could go ahead and let the people on your newsletter know about it. Because remember, this is where your active people are. This is where they show up, right? And you can look at the metrics, you can find out who's opening, who's clicking. This is the way to stay in touch with those people. And, and we've found that even when people unsubscribe, all it does is boost your open rates, right? Because you have fewer people on your list. And so you really get a strong list of people who love what you're doing but you've used newsletters for other things too right like like, um go ahead and share some of the things you've used them for
0: yeah so i have two different newsletters one is for my both have a decent size audience but i would say i am not doing a good job monetizing it and i think that's a problem with a lot of us course creators is we want to keep providing value, but we forget that we should also be monetizing it because we are in some way paying for that service, right? Right. So I have the moose and lifetime deal. What's
1: that? I said with our time, if nothing else.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it takes time to craft those campaigns. So I have the moose and uh, newsletter, which is for my Salesforce audience. Um, and I have about 5,000 odd people in there and they go through an automation and that automation is like about 12 15 emails that pushes them to a core product and then they fall off after that i have maybe a warm up sequence after that i don't remember mm-hmm. and then i have my mailer light audience which is people who have signed up for my free newsletter course and that's about 1500 strong and i do email them every couple of weeks with something or the other you it's sometimes it's an offer sometimes it's my new youtube video that i drop sometimes it's about our podcast so it varies on what kind of messages in them i don't i do have a good uh, i think i'm going to say like two week warm up series whenever someone joins my free news and look course and then they get these ad hoc messages from my campaigns
1: yeah yeah so you've got sequences they go through but then you also just send off one off emails once in a while right
0: yeah and i don't go too crazy chris with the whole segmentation like if this person clicks this do this like i don't i don't go too crazy with that cuz i don't really have a complex funnel i don't even have a funnel at this point um, cuz my other like my the salesforce email list that core product that is i think 2 97 I even forgot that it's really bad, right? I forgot what the core product <laughs> price is. Um, it just
1: runs itself at this point.
0: Yeah, but I've kind of, I put a lot of effort in it and then it kind of fizzled away. I need to keep reviving it, so you have to keep pouring fuel on that fire to keep it lit, which is, again, time consuming.
1: Yeah, well, and so, okay, so that brings me to the next point that I wanted to bring up about newsletters is that if you need to refresh your course in that, a newsletter is a great testing ground for new ideas. So if you have something in mind that you want to do, for instance, uh, my wife and I with our uh, writing business, we decided it might be cool to do a writing podcast, right? And it was called Writing Momentum. And in doing that, though, before we just jumped out and did it, we went ahead and hit up our newsletter audience and we said, hey, what do you think about this? Would you listen to a podcast? What topics would you like to hear? Mm-hmm. How long would you want it to be? And we asked a lot of questions like that. And it it did a couple things. First of all, it allowed us to test the idea before we actually had to go live with it. And second, it helped everyone who was a part of our list buy into this idea before we ever created it, right? Because all of a sudden, they realize, oh, I'm giving feedback about this podcast. And so now when we come out with the podcast, they're ready to listen to it. And you could do the same thing with new courses. You have an idea for a new course. You float the idea by your audience. You get buy-in for it. And then when it comes out, more people are more likely to purchase it.
0: Yep, exactly. Um, I I like that whole validation thing using a newsletter the biggest challenge Chris and I think you face this too is the open rates right so you have to keep feeding that funnel with new leads so you have to have a good strong lead magnet or good strong something to keep bringing the new leads because eventually your newsletter is going to get fatigued and if you don't keep putting new blood into it then your open rates are going to eventually start going down
1: well, and it's important to keep active with it, to keep keep that conversation going. If, if you want to hear how uh, we actually uh, doubled and then tripled our email open rates, check out episode 119. Amit and I talk about that because we discovered that, you know what? This is not as difficult as we thought it might be as long as we get rid of all the dead weight. And that was a big part of what we did. Um, and, uh, and so while we have not been bringing in a tremendous amount of new leads. Those we have are very active. We are now getting over a 60% open rate on our email list and they're very active. A lot of them are replying nice. every single time we send out an email. So we're very happy about that. And that's what you want with the newsletters. You want a committed audience. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a good point. Yes, um, well, how, how, of-
1: yeah, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, speaking of which, a newsletter actually keeps you accountable to that audience, right? It There have been times when I'm just tired of the week, and I don't want to send out an email newsletter, but I realize I need to send this thing out every single week. So every Thursday, (laughs) one goes out, which means every Wednesday, I've got to make sure I've got that email ready to go. And it's a way that keeps me accountable. It keeps me before my audience. I know they're expecting it, and I know if I don't nurture that audience that they will end up dying away. So, yeah, you got to stay on top of it. It's not necessarily an easy thing.
0: Yep. Now, I use are you doing like a one day a week you pick some time block and you just crank out all the emails in advance or are you doing it the day before?
1: Uh, I, well that I usually do just sometime that week, usually between Monday and Wednesday, I will crank out the email. Um, and then I go ahead and send it every Thursday morning. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we just know that on Thursdays are email day. And so we have to have it done before then.
0: Gotcha. And then what platform, maybe we can talk a little bit about the platforms. What platform are you using?
1: Yeah, so we're using GitGist, which used to be a, a lifetime deal through AppSumo. So we're kind of grandfathered into that. It's a good, strong platform. It allows for segmentation and a lot of fancy things. Um, but most people use MailerLite. That's a very, very popular one. And the first thousand subscribers are free. Or if you have a course platform, they may offer the ability to send emails directly from that. And you can use that for a while until you grow really, really big. What are you using right now? You said, um, what did yeah, you say?
0: Moose End and Mailer Lite. Yep. Yeah, those are MailerLite. The and then I also use Newsendler's built in uh, email marketing system as well. That's exactly. uh, mainly for transactional emails. So when a student signs up, they get a welcome email from there and the rest of the emails go from MailerLite. Mail.
1: Yeah, and I, I do like keeping those a little bit separate. Like I make them connect, but it allows people to unsubscribe from my newsletter if they want, but still get transactional emails. Good, good point. All right, we, we got just a minute here, Amit. You want to tell people about this Calc software you found?
0: <laughs> yes. So it's uCalc and it's on AppSumo and we'll put that link in the show notes. Um, or you can just go to AppSumo and search for Ucalc. It's uh, ninety nine dollars for lifetime deal, and on their website, their lifetime deal is two hundred and twenty dollars. So it's definitely a good bargain. Um, and what it does is it allows you to create calculators. Uh, now let's give you a tangible example first, and then tell you why you need a calculator. Uh, again, you all of a sudden need it because you heard about this deal, right? But <laughs> Chris and I were talking about this before we had record. Chris is an author and um, he's a writer, a ghost writer, so he can write for other people. And sometimes when writers are writing for other people, they will charge by the word, right? Like, let's say I'm going to charge you uh, 0.2 cents for every word. And if it's a 5,000 word book, that's going to add up. Now... You can create calculators like that on your site where people can go and put in how much it, they can make for a 1,000-word book, a 2,000-word book, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and they can also play with different price points. Now, w- depending on what niche you're in, our audience who are listening, you can use a calculator like this and embed it on your site. And the purpose is twofold. One is engagement on your site And two is time on your site, which is so important in Google's eyes because the more people that spend time on your site, the more Google will know, okay, this is a site where people are engaging, they're spending time on your site, which increases your ranking because Google will show this to more people in search results because now they're seeing that, okay, people are really spending time on the site, must be really good.
1: Very interesting, yeah. So I like the idea of keeping people on your site by offering a piece of value, right? Something that they can use and interact with, which is basically what this is. Yep. Very cool. Well, check that out. That's uCalc. All right, let me go ahead and do a quick recap. Um, So first of all, I'm going to hit back with uCalc here again. If you're looking for a calculator for your website, this is our, uh, uh, what do we want to call this? This is our uh, app deal of the day. <laughs> it's called UCalc. It's on AppSumo. The link's in our show notes. And it allows you to put a calculator on your website to keep people on your website longer and add some value meanwhile we've been talking about newsletters so we recommend everyone have a newsletter because that is where the money is right that's that's the list is where the money is and so it's your best connection with your audience it's where your active people show up it's a great testing ground it gets buy-in and it keeps you accountable to to your audience we recommend get just and mailer light or just use the one that comes with your course platform like the one that comes with new zendler our favorite course platform uh, they allow you to send out a lot of emails every month so, so that's a very powerful thing to do but definitely whatever you do course creators get yourself a newsletter
0: yep thank you chris for that recap and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in listening to the course Wizards podcast remember to rate review subscribe to the podcast we are trying to spread the word get as many people as possible so we can play sponsorship messages and make some money but for mm. that we need audience so please spread the word And thank you again for tuning in, keep creating, catch you on the flip side. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Arora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com. Hey, Course Creator, this is Chris from Course Wizards. And I recently recorded a training that you're going to love if you're into writing. It's called Apps for Authors. In it, I share 10 apps that will save you time when it comes to productivity and plotting, writing, editing, formatting, and marketing your next book. And because you're a listener of the Course Wizards podcast, I'm making it available to you for free. Grab it at writing.fyi slash apps. That's writing.fyi slash apps.